we're live. What's up, Dan? How was your weekend? <laughs> it was good. It was good. How was yours? Uh, not bad. I went to a wedding. What'd you do? Um, a longtime friend moved back into the area. He was in. So we are in. We are both in. You and I are in um, eastern Pennsylvania. I always have to think about it because we went to college in western Pennsylvania. We live on Eastern Pennsylvania. So he, we all, we all grew up here. And then uh, my friend moved to Maine and then Vancouver, then Texas. And now he's back. So he like triangulated. Definitely some destination location. Exactly. Exactly. So he moved back, helped him move, you know, like helping a friend move is what everyone always tries to avoid. I don't know. I think, I think I'm a good friend. I would never, if somebody was like, Hey, I need help moving. I'd be like, yeah, sure. That said, uh, don't don't email us and ask me to help you move. This is uh, this is close friends only. You, so you real real question is like what what did he compensate you with? He Usually bought, it's he beer. Bought me a drink. Yeah, he bought me a drink. Or pizza. Yeah, he bought me a drink. I feel like pizza is the better. I would agree. Pizza is the better the better trade there. As much as I enjoy beer, I feel like with pizza there's less guilt about your diet. Whereas beer, you're just like, ah, this is just... <laughs> you just have to write off the entire day. This well, also just... with beer, is like you can't always control what they get you. And pizza is, I think, a rarer... It's rarer for pizza to miss. Well, I also think, too, like, I agree with that because there's not really a... The spectrum is far <laughs> wider on beer. <laughs> you're not going to have a buddy who's like, nah, dude, I don't, I don't, I don't drink you know, as far, I don't, I don't eat as borrows, you know, like <laughs> you know, there's no like IPA of pizza. <laughs> Whereas like uh, some people be like, you Miller light. Really? De- this is what you brought. Debatably Hawaiian pizza is the Miller light. No, that's pizza. the IPA. Of oh, the IPA of pizza. Like some people love it. Not everyone does though. Dude. When I was in college, I, I was like analogy. trying it. It is. I was trying to get with this girl and she made me get a Hawaiian pizza. Oh. And it was just, like, such a bad night. And then my roommate came in and, like, wouldn't leave. And... I think he was trying to help you. <laughs> no. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. My roommate was just doing my... Like, he would just come in and just, like, hang out. And then we'd be like, dude, can you leave? Or he'd come in and be like, all right, everyone needs to go. Yeah. Um, but he's a good guy. But it sucked because I was like, well, I can't do anything now. And I have to eat this Hawaiian pizza. She didn't want it. No, she did, but she ate like one slice. Right, right, girl, right? right, right. Girls are like, if I have any more than one one pizza slice. Like and I was in college too, so I had like ten dollars. I had like twelve dollars, and I spent ten of them on that pizza. <laughs> and I was like, well, this thing, I'm definitely sustaining myself on this pizza. Like, I'm not just gonna be like, oh, let's just throw it out, you know? Oh man, what did you do this weekend? I went to a wedding. I told you that. Yeah. It was it was interesting. It was somebody we know. Dan played with him on the rugby team. Yeah. Uh, good good guy. guy. Really good guy. I mean, it's it's funny, though, that, like, you go to a wedding for a person and you talk to them for, like, 30 seconds. Yeah. So you're really going to the wedding for everyone else that's going. Not Everyone me. but the person that's actually on the invitation. Dave, what was weird is I talked to this guy's dad. And he was really, he's a really nice guy, but he was, like, I don't know if he was on, like, some kind of alcohol or whatever, but he, like... I ran up to him and I was like, well, I walked up to him. I was trying to be cool. And I said, hey, Mr. So-and-so, uh, congratulations. You know, we're really happy for, like, you know, our buddy, rugby dude. 
and right, be dude number his, one. his wife. Um, and he was like, oh, yeah, thanks, man. Thanks, thanks. And then I had a nickname in college we're not going to mention on the podcast because uh, I wanted to die. And he was like, hey, and then he used my nickname. And I was like, great, here we go again. Um, he's like, what are you doing with yourself? And I told, I was like explaining my job and he just goes, uh, he just, he's like a management consultant. So he was just asking me all these high level business terms. And I was like, dude, I literally have no idea what you're talking about. Like, can we like, and after a while, I just, I didn't know what to say. And I kept looking like an idiot. So I was just like, Hey, Mr. Mr. So-and-so, I don't want to like hold you from the wedding. I know you got a lot of people to talk to So let's just. Let's cut our losses. It was great seeing you. And then we just split. And then he like talked to me later. But that's because his daughter was relentlessly hitting on me the whole wedding. That's tough. And I have an interesting relation to that, the daughter there. But we'll we'll talk about that maybe in a later episode about bad roommates. So roommates, that gets onto the topic of school, which you and I just both recently graduated from. Well, I just graduated. You graduated a little over a year ago. Year out, baby. But because of uh, COVID, we walked in like basically the same ceremony. Yours was just like an hour later in the day. Um, but it it's that season, man. Everyone's going back to school. I think this was the first week back for like what seemed like 90% of the people that I knew. It was for our college for sure. So yeah, yeah, it was. It makes me think, man, what, what would you tell yourself as a freshman? Oh, knowing my gosh. that you know now. Um, well, obviously, like, we're not going to name the school that we went to, I guess, for now. Um, and I'll preface this by, uh, I, I see a lot of value in the uh, school that I went to. And I don't play with that. Sorry. It's going gonna, it's gonna to show up. We're keeping that. Um, I, I would have I would have picked a different school. Um, so my first piece of advice is, uh, hey, if you're uh, 16, 17, 18 years old, deciding where you're going to school, uh, you're going to go there for probably four years, four years of your life. And uh, be sure, be real sure. Visit once, visit twice. Talk to people. Don't talk. Do not talk to freshmen about what they think about the school. Talk to juniors and seniors. Yeah. Don't I, talk to freshmen. I would find I would seek out this dude that has like two mismatched flip-flops on, like two mismatched slides, yeah. and is like ripping his jewel and like you know just got rejected by some chick and be like, hey man, can I can I pull you aside and like let me <laughs> What's your rationale for asking? Like, I no, no, no. Just be like, what do you think of this school? Because I think like every school just straight up, especially schools that are like, you know, private schools or whatever, will just straight up like lie to you about what they like, what the school is, and oh, what the yeah. school does. And oh, if you think yeah. about it too, like, and this is also, you know, if you decide to rush, like this is something important to think about too. Like people that want you to join are going to showcase their best parts, but their best parts might only show up when you know when when you they're are, trying. Wh when you're in the recruitment process and then once you sign the dotted line then you're kind of in and then you see the real side of the story yeah yeah so that's my first piece of advice is like be sure and get get opinions from people uh kind of what you hinted at like off the beaten path like the the admissions counselor 
like this school, you know, like you get served everything on a golden platter, on a silver platter. All the professors give you A's because they just love you so much. Everything's amazing. Our football team's never lost a game. You know, like it's just, it's no bueno. That's well, that's that's my. I I think you should. I think you should never go to a school below D one. That's a hot. I I take. think that's my hot take. A D one school. A D one school is is the minimum. I mean, I guess there's really nothing above D one. A one. A one stakes off. A one stakes off. Um, no, so I have a couple theories for that too. Like, I think personally, you want to go to a bigger school because, and and Dan and I both went to a smaller school. Yeah. There's like a 25, lot. Twenty five hundred students or less. There's a lot more that you can like. College is that time, and a lot of parents think that you're just gonna like you know try LSD and stuff like that. But there's a lot of stuff you try in college and there's a lot of stuff you learn to do in college and become kind of who you are as a person. And I think at a larger school, you just have so much more options. So like, it, like for example, the college we went to 2,500 students as Dan said. Yeah. So the amount of clubs are pretty limited. And on top of that, you know, you know, everybody. Like, everyone's one handshake away from each other. Whereas, you know, my brother goes to a, a big school. My brother goes to Penn State. Yeah, I was about to say. I feel like we don't, and, need, to, we don't need to be shy about where your brother goes. My, if my brother went to every single club, he, he that's all he would do. He'd just be paying something like $37,000 a year to just go to club interest meetings. Yeah. And there's so many opportunities you have. And if he screws up, like, you know, makes a you know, makes a joke out of himself or something, <laughs> he can go like two streets over and no one will know his name. It's just like, you know, why people say you want to move to a big city. It's, you know, you, there's just a ton of opportunities, whereas there's not. And on top of it, I think too, if you have a good football team, there's a lot of money pouring in. That's true. And that bleeds over in other things. Yeah. Like that, yeah, that money's going to go, a lot of that money's going to go back into the football team. But it bleeds over to a lot of things. And, you know, you want people to know your college. If yeah. you go to a small D3 school somewhere, yeah, I don't care if they may have good academics. But if you have a 2.5 GPA from some college literally no one's heard of, like you're going to have to really become an impressive candidate or just have a personality when you interview. And let's be honest, 50% of us do not have a personality and you think you do. Yeah. So coming from Penn State, you don't need a personality. I, they know Penn State. I lost out on a job to to candidates that had big name schools, and exactly, I, I was the now. I mean, I wasn't. There are there are some merits to a smaller school. I've heard. I heard it once. It's better to be a big fish in a small pond than a small fish in a big pond. Which is basically to say, like, it's better slash easier to be top of your class at tiny school of, you know, 1,500 students than to be middle of the road at Ohio State. Because then, yeah, you're, you know what I'm saying? Like, you've got the pride, you know, the big, like, label of, like, Ohio State, Penn State, you know, whatever, Florida State, big school. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I'd rather I think be. for our career, for our careers – Having a, a lukewarm GPA at a bigger school is always better. 
Yeah, we I, work in sales. I mean, it's all about the school and the frat you were in. And I just think like it's, it's just anyone who tells you like, oh, go to a small school, like you'll know your professors. It's like you, hey, you might not want to. Yeah. On top of there that, there are plenty of professors. I was like, I, 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 I had one professor that I kind of like, two professors that I kind of talked to, yeah. and some of the professors the first time I met them, I was like, hey, so I'm on like dean's probation with the school. <laughs> like I am, I'm gonna be out of class for a while. Just so you know, I'm sorry. Like I, I, I'll repent, and you know, and they'd be like, "Oh, well, it was nice to meet you for the first time," and you know, like, it's tough. And then on top of that, like that reputation carried me. Yeah. So for the rest of the time I was there, everyone knew about it. It was like, you know, breaking up with the mayor in a small town. Right, right. So, all right. Assuming you pick the right school, you know, you're you're wherever you need to be, but you're 17, 18 years old. You got no you have no idea what you're doing. What's your uh, your best piece of practical college survival advice? This is like Ned's declassified school survival guide. Um good show, underrated show. First thing out of the gate, don't buy the Brita filter. Like, come oh, on. Every, it's oh, like, I disagree immediately. No, no. It's like every every kid, it's like the college freshman starter pack, and this kid's rolling around with this giant <laughs> lamp and, like, a Brita filter. And Dude, like, I have, when do you, like, come on. When do you ever drink that filtered water? I got to jump in. I lived and died by my Brita filter pitcher. I almost got into a fight with my roommate, my freshman year roommate, over a Brita filter picture. Well, your freshman roommate was weird. And I I got someone a Brita filter picture as a birthday present because she was going to college. Yikes. So we could not have landed further on opposite sides of that no, coin. <laughs> I, think, I think the Brita, like, all it tells you, it's just like virtue signaling. You're just like... I am better than you because I drink water out of a filter I bought at Walmart. Dude, I know someone Someone on my hall got kidney stones from the amount of calcium in the water that, at our well, school. Well, they just have a bad body. <laughs> Come mean, on, dude. We you, had, you want me to call we, up and tell them that? Yes, I want you to tell them that. We we had a kid, like, my year, and he was a friend of mine. Like, had a, just like, which is anything that he could get. Like, he got COVID before it was, like, a thing. And he would just, he'd come back to school, like, back uh, from breaking, like, oh, West Nile virus. And it's just like, <laughs> bro, like, come on. You've got to be making this stuff up. Reminds and me he your, had a Brita filter. It reminds me of your brother collecting the uh, the big Yeah, four. my brother on the Grand Slam of COVID cases. <laughs> it was like, anytime there's a new variant, he'd be like, I think I have it. John, it's nowhere near Pennsylvania. I still have it, though. But, but anyway, all right. So, you don't like the Brita. I just, I, 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 Dan I apparently just, it. it's like that meme with the air fryer. It's like how I look down on people <laughs> who not have an air fryer. That's all it is. Like, no I, one's like, and, and to that I say, <clears throat> air, air fryers are an abomination. And if you think you're going to, you know, make good use of one in college, save your money and get an Instapot. I think if any kind of like manufacturing of food process you need, it's a microwave. And even then, I don't know about that. I barely used my microwave. I barely used it. So for, I had a microwave freshman year. I had a microwave sophomore year, purely by coincidence, because it was left over and no one wanted it. And then junior and senior year, no microwave. 
I never, and I, I, I think I used a microwave like five times my entire college career. Because think about it. I, if you're listening to this, you you might be surprised to hear us say you don't need a microwave, right? You don't need a microwave because guess what? Everyone else thinks the way you're thinking now, which is I need a microwave. Just go next door. One, uh, you'll make, one, you'll make that. friends. That's what I would always do. It's just be like, you know, buddy, can I use your microwave? Dude, like, sure. Dude, so my... You find someone with a stingy microwave, you've my, got a weird screen. My freshman year, the kid who lived across the hall was so weird. And, like... Your roommate was weird. Well, my roommate was weird, too. I was just in, like, the city of weirdos in the back. And I didn't go back for fall break. So this guy comes into my room, and he would always, like, talk about how he's going to, like, run a business in the future dude that was everyone at our school and so he comes in and i'm like watching sausage party the movie i don't i don't like, know how to react to that and so i'm watching it and it's like on fall break and i have food in the microwave i had like a tv dinner that was getting heated up and he comes in and he goes matthew and i was like first off literally no one calls me matthew <laughs> like if you want to start off a bad conversation with me Call me by Matthew. So he's like, do you have a microwave? And I'm like, no, I don't. And then literally as soon as I said it, the microwave like dips. <laughs> and he's like, he just doesn't react. And then while I'm watching it, right before the orgy scene starts at the end of Sausage Party. So I'm like, do I get up and get my food? And acknowledge that I have a microwave, or do I sit with the weirdest dude I've ever met and watch food have sex with each other? Oh, no. Like, I was like, there's, I don't know what to do. So I just sat there and we watched the orgy and he asked me a bunch of questions about it. And then he left. So maybe you shouldn't borrow someone else's microwave. You might walk in on them. These are strong arguments for either side. I, I can't imagine having two worse options. Right, dude, it was like, you know, when they say like rock in a hard place, it should be like a, you lied to the kid across the hall about a microwave and an orgy on TV between the two. I was like, what? first off, what am I watching? I'm going to be noticed the food. <laughs> that is the first question. I'm going to be noticed the food. And I didn't want to, the remote was like on the microwave because oh, no. I was microwaving it. So I was like, well, I just, I'm stuck. Like, I can't do anything. All right. So other than, so Britta Pitchers, pick the right school. Brita filters. Don't get. Microwaves. Pick the right school. Don't get a Brita. Don't bring a microwave. What's something you should bring? So, my freshman year, we brought a dartboard. And that was a lot like of Like a magnetic dartboard? No, no. Like, like one with, like, points. Oh, wow. And that was a lot of fun. Um, but it caused a ton of property damage at the same time. Oh, I'm sure it did. So I, I don't, I don't know if I recommend that. I'm trying to think what I used. I would say also like think seriously about what clothes you're going to bring. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Definitely bring a suit if you're a guy and like whatever yep. the, I don't know, whatever the girl compliment is like a pantsuit or something, yep. but like definitely take an idea of what clothes you're going to wear. I mean, I was just rolled around in like some frat t-shirt and bird dogs half the time. Yeah. Just looking like an absolute like scumbag. <laughs> but I had a very different wardrobe. I, but I honestly, I wore maybe like 30% of the things that I brought. And I, 
at college, depending on where you go, you don't have a lot of space to store things. I, and we didn't. We had maybe, I think it was pretty uniform. The dimensions would vary, but you had like three drawers, half, like one side of your average wardrobe, and then a utility closet that you would share with your roommate. So you really didn't have that much space. And so like, and and I would only use 30% of that space. So be mindful of what you bring. Shower shoes are overrated. Don't be a dude. If you thank God you said that, I would have to leave if you didn't say that. No, I brought shower shoes freshman year, dude, and I left them at home fall break. I was like, I'm not keeping these weird because I had these weird like they were flip flops with holes in the bottom, and I wore them. You bought specifically designed (laughs) shower shoes. I did. I all right. So did I really buy them, or was I was I there when they were purchased for me? I don't. All right, that's fair, dude. I wouldn't even like. I was a freshman like, in college, dude. What was I? I never dude, by the old. time I was a junior, I would just like walk butt naked to the shower. We we didn't have COVID dorms. Nice. I would just walk butt naked to the shower, throw my towel in the sink, steal some freshman soap, <laughs> go in there, shower off, and then just grab my towel and walk back with it wrapped around. And like, dude, I I didn't do like. No shower shower shoes. shoes or anything like that. I mean, I get it. Like some people do some pretty nasty stuff in the shower, and like my brother is straight up horror stories from Penn State. Yeah, like if you if you're if you're aware of certain reasons that you might want to wear shower shoes, shower somewhere else, or you just yeah, you just like encounter some nasty stuff. Then like, all right, go to go to Walmart, buy yourself a three dollar pair of flip flops, and don't don't cry about it. But I, I'd say shower shoes are a big skip. I, I this is my if you want to look like an absolute loser yeah wear shower shoes. definitely wear shower shoes and then definitely wear your lanyard oh in, just goodness. in the shower too never never take the lanyard off I don't care what's happening never take the lanyard off make sure your ID is always visible yeah um, there in case they mistake you for someone else yeah in case they mistake you for like God forbidden upperclassmen dude bring bring your lanyard in the shower. Don't use or actually no no no. don't even do a shower caddy, (laughs) just hang your soap around your neck. (laughs) And on the vein of lanyards and like freshmen wearing their IDs, uh, basically everything you are given for free, don't throw it out. No no like yeah don't use it don't wear it don't uh, this is harsh advice if it's like a t-shirt that like anyone could have sure I like put a ton of muscle and weight on and beer weight on so like none of that stuff fit. Yeah, but like I would say, if if you if all the freshmen are at the same event and you all get like the same backpack, let's say, don't use the backpack. I think backpacks different, but I mean maybe I don't know. All right, but for real, I I do have a legitimate like I would not have I did not think of this freshman year, and I really wish I would have. So at the school that we went to. For guys, at least, it was like your freshman year, you got put in one of two dorm buildings. And one was like one of the newest buildings on campus. It was like pretty nice. It wasn't it wasn't bad. It was basically as good as it got for guys. And the other was like I, I've seen nicer prisons. Was um, that the one I lived in? Yes. That's oh, how I remember it. That was the elite dorm. All right. Well, debatable. Location, location, location is what I always heard you guys say. But but either way, I I started my freshman year in the biggest dorm I would ever have. 
And I did not have a couch. I did not have a couch. I found most freshmen did not have a couch. Every freshman RA did because they knew better. But like we had bunk beds, as I'm sure most most college freshmen do. If you're on the top bunk and you're not on bottom line is you should never be on this kind of page with your roommate. Like I don't you let anyone never sit in someone, else's, sit in someone bed. else's bed. So if you're on the top bunk and you get back from class, like I was on the top bunk fall semester freshman year, it sucked. Cause all we had was this crappy pop-up chair that was basically like a plus one version of a lawn chair. And it sucked to sit in. And I was like, I don't want to sit in that. So I had to like crawl up. It sounds like, Oh my gosh, you had to crawl up in bed. Well, but nothing beats being able to flop down on a couch when you get back from class. Dude, and I know most freshmen did or not throw have something on the couch. But, and I just thought of this too. I've only yeah, it's ever extra seen, storage space. I've only ever seen Dan do this. And I think this was like the most elite of all elite. Oh, wow. For I didn't college. Even, I couldn't even. And it's just going to go to Dan's head. Like he's going to put it on his resume. <laughs> Dan put, when he was on the bottom bunk, he put a hammock. Yeah, between the bet the bunks, and it would like it maybe hung like two feet over his head. I don't know, maybe a foot. Well, I, I had like I'll, I'll describe it. So I I hung I had like one of those parachute hammocks, those real thin ones. Um, you could take the hiking. one that hipsters use. Yeah, exactly. Um, I also own a pair of Birkenstocks. So see my point. I'm moving to California next week. By the way, um, yeah, I make my own granola. Um, I hung the hammock diagonally across opposite bedposts i was in the bottom bunk so it was all it was all cool and then i like wrapped the straps up so it hung hung pretty tight so when i sat in it i was maybe like six to eight inches off the bed and then i was like my head was about you know six to eight inches from the the ceiling of the bunk bed above me um and then when i wasn't using it i would kind of like twirl it up and then i had a, a carabiner that i would clip around it and a command hook to keep it out of the way. All time, all time college. Dude, it was worth like, getting the hammock just for that. It, it was, was amazing. It was elite because, like, especially if your sheets are kind of stanky. <laughs> and just, I like, never used it for that, but sure. No, dude, I just think it was like such an elite idea because if you like couldn't sleep for some reason or whatever, like, you just yeah. had that extra. I, I, I was just, you could like, I would, I was a fan of this. I would bring it down and I would like hang a leg over it or an arm, you know? Oh, dude, I don't even think of that. Those weird sleeping positions you get into. Dude, I just remember, like, I tried the flag in front of the bed to do, like, a little canopy thing. A little privacy. Yeah, and that didn't really work out. Yeah. I had some interesting things on or near my bed during college, so it was definitely... Your bed is, like, your most important thing in college because, like yeah. it or not, like, you're definitely not sleeping as much as you should. Trick your bed out. Make sure your bed's – make sure your bed's you up. A mattress wanna... topper. Mattress topper. I am. Dude, topper. right there, that's my mattress topper from college. We record this in my bedroom. On my bed right now is my mattress topper from college. A a top 10 college must-have. Especially I, if you go to a college that's, like, kind of older and they don't update things I had, as often. I had a mattress topper freshman – my sorry, my sophomore year. I transferred. I had a mattress topper my sophomore year, my junior year, and then I, like, wrecked it because I just, like, I lost the bed sheets on my bed. <laughs> so, so I just slept, slept on the mattress topper, <laughs> and it was, like, disgusting by the end of the year. And, like, I would let people, like, sit on it with, like, shoes. 
And I was just like, I don't care. I mean, I would just like get up and shower in the morning before like to clean myself off from the mattress top. That's so tough. And so I just like, I just like, I brought it home and I just, yeah, I brought this thing home and it was like stained yellow. I promise it wasn't from like piss or anything. And no, it was just, just like, like yeah. sweat there. And I just told her like, woman, we got to just throw this thing <laughs> out. And she was like, well, I paid a lot for it. And I was like, yeah, well, I'm sorry. No one's sleeping on that. Pay right back. No, I wasn't paying her back. I was still in college. I didn't, <laughs> I had like two dimes to run together anytime. Dude, I remember one time in college, speaking of not having money, this girl I was talking to, like asked me to go to the bar with her and her friend. And so I went and I like, my phone was dead like right after. So it was like, I should have some kind of money, but I didn't. I checked my PNC oh, and I had a no. dollar in my account and the cheapest beer was two bucks. So I literally just like sat, we went on like a Thursday night and I literally just like sat there and was like, nah, I'm good. I'll just have water. And then thank God this dude from another frat came over and he was like hammered. Oh, and he just right. sat there and he's like, yo. And then he was doing that thing where like he interpreted me as like the alpha male and I had control over the females. And so he bought me a beer to like win my approval. <laughs> and then when they went to the bathroom, he's like, dude, these chicks are so hot. And I was like, man, we should get some beers going, loosen things up. And he just went up and bought a pitcher. And so I just like grabbed the cup and just started rolling. And I was like, felt like a baller the whole time. Dude, I, I never got anything close to that. We had very different, uh, very different college. Dan only drank yingling at the bar. No, dude, I was, I was yingling in a blue moon guy. I know. It was just like, I just was surprised. Like I was like the cheapest beer that this bar offered was like Miller. And they give it to you in a plastic cup. Yeah. And so I would just like mainline Millers the whole time. And then you'd see Dan over there drinking like the college equivalent of an IPA. Which is a blue moon. I'm so sorry. I didn't know the professors were here. Like, <laughs> oh man, that's tough. It was just. So that was an awkward pause. Um, what's the story about awkward pause? Like every awkward pause, like a homeschooler is like freed from captivity. I didn't know that. I just heard that they. <laughs> I was homeschooled. I was homeschooled. Can't confirm. You might not want to admit that. I don't care. I was. People can tell anyway. I guess. Well, especially when you're ordering Yinglings at the bar. Blue Moon. I find Blue Moon. I had a buddy who was obsessed with Blue Moon too. That's tough. I'm not obsessed with Blue Moon, but it does remind me of college, and it reminds me of college because the night that I totaled my car on a deer, um. I, I like limped my way back to the bar. I had a couple blue moons. So that's why blue moon is a special place in my heart. Dude, I like junior year. I lived for the bar. Like I didn't do anything else. Like, I, that was my personality. If I could go back, I would have gone back more because I turned 21 at the beginning of junior year and halfway through spring semester junior years when we got sent back for COVID. And then senior year that. was awful. Senior year was shot anyway. But yes, I agree. Um, all right, we're, we're wrapping it up here, but we're going to do this cool thing, just cool things of the week. So we both come up with a fun thing just to throw at the other and get a good reaction. And, so, and for you guys, yeah, and for you guys, it's like a reference point or, yeah, you know, like, look it up, don't care, look it's, it up, don't look, look it up. up. 
Um, um, Dan, you want to go first? Yeah, yeah. So my first thing is, so in World War II, um, and I, I got to look up, I just don't want to say the tank wrong. Um, well, I'm not sure. This is the, a matter of life and death. I'm not sure what the American equivalent was. I think the American equivalent was like the M4 a eight Sherman tank, the easy eight. And then the British equivalent was the firefly. I think I'm correct. If I'm not correct, roast me. Somebody, in the somebody's dad will flip out. Because yeah. Roast me in the comments. Dan and dad are experts on world war two trivia. Um, he has but, a big test coming up. Yeah. But so basically I'm, I'm just looking at the exact, cause I do want to say this right. All right. So the normal Shermans had, I don't know what the poundage of their guns were, but the Easy 8 and the Firefly had 17 pounder guns. And that was a much bigger round. It could handle other tanks, German tanks, much, you know, more easily. And so it was more dangerous. And the Germans would target them specifically. They would target them first before going after the other tanks um, in a unit. And so what the the fire gotta go after that BDE first, you know. <laughs> so what the what the seventeen pounder big gun would do, energy, what the the seventeen pounder guns would do is they would paint their the end of their barrel with like camouflage. They put like a fake muzzle brake halfway down to make it look like they were just any old tank. So hopefully through you know the fog of war and a periscope, you'd see like uh, it's just a bunch of regular old Shermans, and then you've got seventeen pounds of. Dude, so they were just hiding the fact this massive schlong was out <laughs> in front of their tank. I like it. Pretty much. So that's that's my cool thing. Your your BDE tanks. Yeah. Tanks with big gun BG. energy. BG. Big gun energy. Think about it. Coming after those Freud lines. <laughs> um, so mine is a lot less dad. Mine is oh. LL Bean Service Department. So I was up uh, doing some shopping. And I bought the LL Bean, like, bean boots when I was in college. And they were honestly, like, the best purchase I've ever made. Yeah. I wore them all the time. They kick some serious behind. And they're just, like, a very versatile boot, too. Like, you can wear them when you're just, like, hiking or running through the mud or playing football or getting hazed or whatever. And you can wear them, like, on dates. I wore them to go to the... You can wear them to church. You can wear them to synagogue. You can wear them to mosque. You can wear them to wherever atheists go. Walmart. Denny's. Um, Denny's. All right. When you go to atheist church at Denny's, you can wear them. I wore them to meet the president of the college one time. Like, I just wore them all the time. And um, I also wore them in some hardcore stuff, too. So I'd take them out in the field. I'd take them on hikes. I'd take them on you know, kind of outdoor adventures, and I just beat the living crap out of them. And I took them to L.O. Bean, and I just said, like, hey, what can we do? And the guy behind the counter was like, yo, just give me your boots, and I'll send them in, and they'll quote you. They usually only cost, like, a tiny amount of money, and they'll fix them up for you and send them back. So it's pretty sick. My babies are en route to their factory in Maine. How much, how much was it? I, they didn't quote me yet. I'm kind of worried at the damn. They're going to be like, oh, I, you totaled your boots, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought they were supposed to, I thought they had to guarantee that, like, well, they dude, I, forever or they No, don't. that's only, like, they guarantee that you won't have any problems with them when you buy them. But when you take them everywhere from, like, like, dude, I wore these all the time. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, I didn't feel comfortable being like, oh, they came this way. Like, I wore them in a fight. I wore them when, like, I wore them with my roommate and I got into a fight. I had them, like, I 
was definitely not able to drive in them plenty of times. Like I wore them all the time. Just anything I was doing when I was in college, I had those things on. Sometimes I just wear them in the shower. <laughs> That's <laughs> disgusting. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but I just, prospect I just, of that is yeah, just me butt naked in the in the shower with leather boots on. Um, no, I just I think they're great boots and they're super fantastic and I wore them all the time. Um, but I just hook you up. I just didn't feel comfortable being like, oh yeah, they came in the box like this. Like there were rips on them, and the like, they're just almost like they're not waterproof anymore. Like, I just, but my homies at LLB hooked me up, and it was like white glove service. It was like I was bringing a Ferrari back to the dealership. It was just an amazing experience. So my my like kind of cool thing of the week is like LLB man, don't sleep on them. There's some good stuff. I think you know, Patagonia might be like, oh, well, did you wear these to save children in Uganda? And if you say no, they're gonna be like, all right, send it back. I think that I think that covers both of our cool things for the week and our our gear of the week. LL Bean boots, you know, our gear of the week. Yeah, don't wear. I I love Patagonia, but like most people who wear Patagonia are terrible people. Even though the company tries to be like a great company, <laughs> there's like terrible people who wear Patagonia. That's tough. That's tough. One of my sister's favorite jackets is a Patagonia shirt. Dude, like, so are mine, man. My my unlucky golf hat is a Patagonia hat. At Patagonia, every time I play golf and wear the hat, I suck. So I just want to let you know, don't go into the golf market. But yeah, so we've got our, our two cool things. The uh, the Sherman Firefly with 17-pounder gun and an L.L. Bean service department. Gear of the week, L.L. Bean boots. Pick yourself up a pair. Not sponsored, which we were. Um, they had an affiliate link. Affiliate link for some L.O. Bean boots, but drop what's out there twenty in the in the on <laughs> L.O. Bean site to get twenty one percent off. But yeah, that's all. Uh, that's all I got. You wanna you wanna sign T- us off? Tune in next week to find out what's out there.